We wanted to take a minute to introduce you guys to a new sponsor of ours, Social Templates Co. Social Templates are made for your Instagram Reel templates. Designed specifically for photographers, their main goal is to save photographers time by providing the ready-to-use templates. The templates are super easy to use. You just select a trending sound, drop in your content, and then share. If you've tried making reels before, I'm sure you know the struggle of matching audios to your content perfectly. With social templates, photos are synced to the beat so you don't have to spend forever trying to get the audio to match perfectly. New and trending templates are added weekly, and there's over 70 templates to choose from. Go to www.socialtemplates.co slash subscribe slash EC and use our code EC40 to get 40% off your first month of signing up. There's no commitment and you can cancel anytime. Be sure to use our code once again at www.socialtemplates.co slash subscribe slash EC. Use code EC40 to get 40% off. Welcome back to the Equipped Creatives Podcast. We are so excited you're here. This episode is not only for photographers and videographers, but it's also for all the future brides listening in. Today, we're going to be covering the importance of finding a good photographer, videographer team so your wedding day runs smoothly, and tips from an amazing videographer and our friend Zane Persaud on how to better the relationship between vendors. He's going to give us advice for photographers working alongside videographers on a wedding day, as well as tips for brides on key things clients should look for when hiring a videographer or photographer. That was a lot, but this episode is jam-packed, and we hope that it is just full of helpful information for you, whether you are a photographer, a videographer, or a bride-to-be. So let's hop on into this episode in three, two, one. You're listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast with Tony from Tony Marie Photography and Julia from Julia Kathleen Photography. Two girls from opposite coasts who started their photography passions in high school have since turned their hobbies into full-time photography and education businesses. Whether you're a photographer, creative entrepreneur, or you simply just want to hang out and talk about life together, you're in the right place. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired, prepared, and most importantly, equipped to take on your creative dreams. All right, welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited. We have my good friend Zane on today. He's also an amazing videographer. If you haven't seen, he worked with us on our last Equipped Creatives workshop out on Kauai, and he filmed our incredible video, so definitely go check that out, and definitely go check out his work because he's amazing, and I, how long have we been working together, Zane? I think... I It's probably been two years or so, but mm-hmm. it, I can't remember because we were kind of like friends outside of work as well in a certain way. So it's hard for me yes. to pinpoint it. Yeah, I think I think we um, it's so cool that we have a friendship outside of work and we also get to shoot tons of weddings together. And I think it's it's just we have a great team, a great dynamic. So I'm so excited to have you on today. And I would love to just start out by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and how you got into videography and all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's just, it's awesome to get to talk to you guys. And um, I do think it's a really cool topic to, today, what we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, I'm Zane. I've been doing videography since I, I guess I was a teenager, but never really like envisioned what that would pan out into. And so um, after college and many years, I kind of realized, you know, I actually really am still passionate about doing video and filmmaking and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I moved to the island of Hawaii or island of Kauai um, a few years ago and a little bit before I connected with Julia and started um, doing some different filmmaking on the island and uh, eventually got into weddings and the wedding industry here. And I've kind of been just going full steam ahead with that. There's a a limited amount of videographers on this particular island. So Mm -hmm. I kind of boosted my, I guess, presence and like people being aware, like, oh, there's somebody else who does um, good, good video work. And so that's like a a little snapshot. Um, So I've kind of done a bunch of random stuff from like real estate videography 
Um, I do, I'm a licensed drone pilot. So sometimes I do drone work like specifically and then, yeah, like wedding uh, films and uh, some commercial and kind of like corporate video work. So I am kind of all over the place, which I enjoy because I do feel like uh, I'm constantly challenged and uh, things don't get too redundant for me, which is nice. Oh, I love that. Yes, you're such an amazing videographer. And also your your drone work is just top tier. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's amazing. So good. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really good. Yeah, no, yes. I, pr- I appreciate that. And it's just, I love, I like I said, I love this topic today because we're going to be chatting about just the importance of the photographer and videographer relationship. And I think not only this episode is going to be for um, for photographers and, and vendors, but also for brides. And we're going to share some tips on just how to choose a good team for your wedding day. So I think that's yeah. going to be so helpful. So Tony, I'm going to have you ask the first question here. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. Like there's a little bit of something for everyone in this episode. So whether you're planning your wedding and your bride-to-be or you are another wedding vendor of some kind, or if you're just a creative like interested in videography and branching out into that category, I think that there's just going to be something for everyone in this episode. So Zane, like Julia said, we're so stoked to have you on the podcast and we love working with you. I had the pleasure of working with you as well for the first time this past summer at our Hawaii workshop and you are just such a blast and you're so talented. So we're so happy to have you here. Um, So tell me, why is hiring a professional videographer for your wedding day important? I guess this question is a little bit more geared probably towards the bride-to-be or the groom-to-be, whoever is listening and is kind of in the midst of wedding planning. Um, Just share your thoughts on why hiring a professional videographer is important and what kind of value that brings to the day. Yeah, you know, it's a great question because I would, I believe wedding photography has been around quite a bit longer than like wedding filmmaking has been around, uh, mostly because of like the accessible technology available to a, a you know, a, your common person to be able to make something like that. Um, but it's very popular now very much uh, to have like a really nice produced highlight film. And I think that I know um, it is a, an, an, another cost. It's an additional vendor to think about on your wedding day, but I've never had a single person or ever heard of a single person really regretting, uh, you know, having uh, their film, uh, their wedding film of their whole day. And I think it's so important to, to have a professional videographer because you'll have somebody that can capture your day kind of as it was and really be able to show you from just such a unique perspective how it went. Like one of the Mm. things that I think is super important that photography can't capture is audio. And I always think how special it is, whether you're hearing speeches from a family member, you know, or you're hearing yourself. And like, I always imagine that these wedding films, like this is decades and decades and decades. Like, you know, it could even turn into some sort of heirloom. Imagine listening to like your grandpa getting married, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, look at it. Like, it's weird. Like, he's like, as young as me. Like, that's how he sounded. You know, I think so. There is just a, there's just an element from a, like a wedding film that is just so unique. And um, I think having a professional with that will just help it make it so much uh, more enjoyable to watch and something that I think you'll treasure for a long time. There's a lot more to it, but I think like audio is definitely one of my favorite elements. And so every time I'm doing a wedding film, I'm always trying to mic the groom or mm-hmm. all the speeches just because, you know, any good sound bites can really uh, mean a lot, especially as the years go by. Yeah, that's uh, that's such a good answer. Yes, I I love when you do that. Like, I love how you, you mic everybody. You just, like, want to capture that audio. And I think that adding that audio onto the video just – it like transforms the whole video and it just it just brings you back to that day and there's nothing like watching a wedding video like i just i i can't imagine not having your wedding filmed because mm-hmm. it's just i think it's so important to look back on i'm glad i i had i got married 3 years ago and i'm so glad that we had a videographer because i like you said i i think the audio is is so special but also i think like 
the movement and stuff of just like how people actually were and like dancing and walking down the aisle. Like there's just something so special about video that takes you right back to that moment. And mm-hmm. we can we can do our best as photographers to capture movement. And I actually really enjoy incorporating movement into a lot of my images. But it's obviously at the end of the day a still image. And you know, with video, it's obviously not like that. So I I love that element as well. And I think that's really important to have. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that's actually speaking of like you guys liking movement. That is one thing that I do feel like we mesh really well, like especially Julie and I when we've worked mm. together as a team, um, because mm. I've worked with a wide range of photographers now. Um, and some are super about like the pose and they've got the flash on a, you know, on a tripod and it's, it can be challenging to, to work with, but you find a way, but like Julia, um, it's really easy cause she loves movement. Movement looks great on video. And that is, <laughs> it's just a perfect mix. So um, I really like how you guys, uh, your style of shooting, I think that works really well for videographers too. Thank you. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like just a tip for photographers is to keep in mind that if you're going to be working with a videographer, you need to consider them as well. Because if you're just doing those pose shots the whole entire wedding day, it's going to make it a little harder for the videographer, I feel like, because you guys mm-hmm. might not be able to capture those like in-between moments as much, which is what I'm looking for. Like When I'm shooting, I'm kind of shooting at a more rapid rate. I'm trying to give them lots of direction, but also take a step back and just create a space where they can move around and be themselves and interact with each other. And I also, in the back of my head, I'm always trying to think, well, my videographer would probably like this as well because I know that they need a lot of movement for their videos. So I think as a photographer, that's something that we can do a better job at is just keeping in mind that we're a team here. And especially if you're working with a videographer, that they enjoy that movement as well. Yeah, I think that's like a really good way to put it. Um, like if you're kind of thinking together as a team, you're thinking about the couple as like um, this client that you're serving together, then I think ultimately you actually want each other to do a really good job. And so I think you're able to reframe the way you think about things um, as like almost like a team member, then I think things can go just so much more smoothly. Even if you do want to really pull off some crazy posed shots, which I've worked with before, just having the communication and having the feeling like a team just makes it so much easier um, to work with. So, yeah. 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 It's interesting because I feel like as a photographer, and I know Tony, you can say the same, like we've worked with a lot of different videographers and I feel like Of course, everybody has their own style and some videographers I've seen kind of stay in the background a little bit more. They kind of let the photographers lead and then there's other videographers that will want to step up and get their shots as well. And I feel like Zane, you do such a good good job at um, just having like a balance because I feel like you just create a space where I can get the shots that I want, but also... I love when you step in and you're able to get the shots that you want because that inspires me as a photographer to get to do stuff that's more creative stuff that I wouldn't have thought about. So um, I again, like having that balance and working as a team is very important. Yeah, I, I love that, too, because um, when you have a photographer who's willing to give the video um, uh, maybe an extra few seconds to grab the pose before moving on or, or whatever movement or whatever was happening. Um, it kind of makes me feel like, oh, cool. Like I'm, I'm like being respected kind of like almost as an equal, like oh, cool, cool, I can grab something more. Maybe I can suggest something. And then uh, as like a dual perk, it gives you guys maybe a little breathing room if um, you feel like you're just in control and, and, you know, managing everything. And, you know, weddings can, schedules can be behind, people can be stressful. It can be crazy, but and everybody kind of understands that, but mm. um, it's always yeah. nice when you kind of give the breathing room and or you have the space, like the both the, mm. the photo and video together. So, yeah, I feel like yeah. the ideal situation is for both vendors, like photo and video, to just kind of see the wedding day as something that they're on the same page about. Like it's a collaboration between the two of you to create 
beautiful imagery for your couples. And if you can kind of be more working as a team rather than like working against each other sometimes with like the timeline or getting like the shots that you want versus what they want. If you can do it as a like more of a collaboration effort, I feel like the day always goes so much more smoothly and it's just a more enjoyable day for everyone involved, including the couple because they don't feel like they're being pulled in a million different directions. So um, with that, um, what do you think are some key things that clients should look for when choosing a videographer? And maybe Julie and I could share some thoughts also on this for when choosing a photographer. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's funny, like I got married a few years ago and I just like, I choose a friend of mine that did really good uh, wedding films. So I actually didn't, didn't have this experience because I already knew who I wanted from a long time ago. But thinking about it now, like what would I look for in a videographer? Because there, there's a wide range and you could get somebody who's hard to work with or, or maybe an amateur is not who you wanted or maybe you did want somebody who's starting out. But I do think the biggest thing is definitely for videographer is looking at their portfolio to see what their experience is. And if they don't really have that available, like they don't have maybe have a website or it's kind of hard to find, that could kind of be a red flag. Um, But if they do, then I think the biggest thing to finding like a good professional is seeing if you like their style, if it looks like um, it's like professional and it's what you would like artistically for your wedding day. I think that's like a first thing. That's probably how most people uh, already operate. They see what they like first and then go from there. And then secondly, I think at least from having a like maybe a team's perspective, you know, seeing if they're kind of uh, well known by other wedding vendors that you're already probably uh, talking to or hiring. A video kind of tends to get hired closer to the end of the vendor list. <laughs> you know, sometimes if it's oh the budget allows, let's put a wedding filmmaker on or something like that. But um, even seeing with your photo- wedding photographer as well, like, hey, do you know who this is? Have you worked with them? Um, are they a good fit? Sometimes you can get some of that information and find out. And uh, so I would say the portfolio experience, obviously, you know, seeing if they have any reviews or anything good like that. But um, and then I would say the last thing is seeing if you can make if you can talk to them. Um, I usually like to talk to my couples um, at some point, whether before or after they've decided they wanted to to hire me. And then we can kind of connect. And if you feel like you guys vibe together and it seems like it's a good fit, then that's a really good sign. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And especially the last point of just like having that connection between client and vendor. I feel like that is so important, especially for people like us, the videographer and the photographer, because we are the vendors that they will be with the most on their wedding day. So to make sure that you have that good vibe, that connection is so important um, because, yeah, you're going to spend the majority of your time with them on the biggest day of your life. So Mm -hmm. to have that connection is really important and to just have that understanding of like expectations and what kind of like vibe and style we're going for when we're shooting. Like I think that that is so important. So we're big on just setting expectations up front. That's mm-hmm. a huge thing that we teach on and we will do that ourselves. We It's a core like value of ours is just setting correct expectations. And um, you can't do that unless you're like really communicating and getting to know each other beforehand. So I think that that is huge, I would say. Julia, do you have anything to add to that? No, I, I completely agree. I feel like um, – just coming at it from a photographer's perspective, I think some of the same things, just um, looking at their portfolio is very important. And again, just that, that communication up front, just seeing how your photographer interacts with you over email, over the phone, everything. Um, I think you can tell how professional somebody is. You can tell what their uh, booking process looks like as well. I think that's all important to keep an eye on. And also just um, their personality too, like asking if you connect with their personality, maybe um, checking out their social media, I the references and, and having um, friends that have worked with them before. I think those are all good things. So I think, I, I feel like as a photographer, it's kind of similar to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I totally agree with you. Um, and speaking of finding a good team, 
what would be some tips for brides on how to find a good photographer and videographer team? Because I feel like, like you said, I feel like most brides look for the videographer last maybe. I feel like most brides end up trying to find a photographer first and then maybe they hire two people that haven't worked together before, which is also totally fine. And we're mm-hmm. going to get into that today, like how to work with um, a team that hasn't worked together before. But do you have any tips on um, how they could find that good team to work with on their wedding day? Yeah, I think well, as far as teams go, I think if I'm going to say this correctly, you're probably looking at three different examples of teams right off the bat um, for somebody who maybe is already interested in having photo and video. So one example is, is you'll, um, this is maybe the most popular example is you'll have like a couple, like mm-hmm. husband and wife duo, he does video, I do photo or something. And you usually see that everywhere. And they're already a good team and they work together like all the time editing <laughs> because they're married. <laughs> and so that can be a very fun type of team to have um, at your wedding. And it can be very comfortable uh, having a couple. The And I would honestly, that route is totally uh, a good route to, to go and look into. The, the second example is sometimes you'll have a like a company, um, like a wedding company that might do a lot of things, or maybe it's like a sort of a film house company, and they'll provide like a photographer and videographer team. And maybe you don't get to connect with them personally. And that is a route that I don't like as much because I do like to connect a little bit more, where it kind of feels like the photo and video are just more of like a vendor add-on of some sort if that's a way to put it. But that's a common example. And that, and since they do work together, that can be pro- likely an efficient and a good team, but maybe a little bit less personal. And then the uh, third type is probably more like how we would work. Like Julie and I were kind of like preferred vendors. We have like a little package together that we put. And because we, we already know from our previous experience that we work well together. And so we're like, you know what, this would be a good like effort to, to collaborate on a package to offer to uh, to couples and so uh, and then maybe the fourth one is is like you just don't have they have you know you've never worked with that person before and I think that with those different examples you can kind of go in different ways but having like a good team um, is I think is definitely in the communication for sure so maybe as uh, maybe as the bride or the groom kind of having uh, emails together kind of in, including each other, maybe even asking questions together or letting each other know, um, uh, each of them know, like who you're working with and, you know, kind of similar to what we were talking before, like asking like, hey, do you do you know about this person? Are you uh, anything about them? Like have you worked with them before? And kind of getting some of that information. But I think connecting beforehand and kind of setting the expectations, hey, you might, you're, we're going to be working together, um, at, whether you're the photographer or the videographer and uh, bring, kind of bringing that team element uh, beforehand is like a critical thing to do. And, uh, you know, there's kind of like a lot of thoughts swirling in my head about it, but finding a good team, I definitely think is like in the communication and, uh, you know, it can help too. If you're finding somebody that like, you can tell like the styles already vibe, if you can tell they clash, then you're, you can probably assume, okay, then this might not work. And, um, so that's kind of like a judgment thing. Uh, that you have to make when you're kind of looking at portfolios or or talking to each other, networking kind of with the different Mm -hmm. vendors that you're talking to. Yeah. And even just to add to that, something that popped up in my mind is, I mean, for for me personally, like I work on the East Coast. I feel like my my range of clients is very wide. So I – work with a different videographer almost every single wedding. I It's rare that I get to work with the same videographer. So for mm. me, like with you guys living on a smaller island, like you can refer each other back and forth all the day long. But for me, I have, I have a list of videographers that I always refer out, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they will book those videographers. Um, it's definitely, I'm glad we're talking about this because I hope that brides take away from this, that it is important to work with photographers and videographers that already have that kind of connection. And if a photographer that you've booked 
has already recommended videographers to you, definitely start there if that's something that you're wanting for your day because that's already like a shoe in of like, okay, these two vendors have worked together. They like to work together. So hopefully that educates brides in that way. But I was also going to say like if you do have a videographer and a photographer vendor that have not worked together, I think as a bride – to be when you're like in that process of reaching out to different vendors, something that you could do beforehand is ask the videographer and the photographer individually, how do you work on a wedding day? Like, tell me what your dynamic is if I were to bring on a videographer, if I were to bring on a photographer, you know, say they're talking to the photographer first, how, what's your dynamic with a videographer? And then asking the videographer, what is your dynamic usually when there's a photographer involved? So just kind of even asking those questions up front and then Usually their answer, I feel like, would kind of gauge like if they are the type of person that will work really well together, if they're the type of person that's going to totally take control, maybe bulldoze a little bit. Like sometimes I feel like you can Mm -hmm. kind of gauge that through like a conversation or email. But asking those questions are are something that I feel like a lot of times clients usually aren't aware of because it's definitely something that we think of more as vendors. But I'm putting myself in a client's position. You don't always think of that. So again, hopefully this conversation is helpful for those clients, but yeah, hopefully that's like a good tip to just kind of like get that conversation started. And like what you said, Zane, introducing them together over email, saying this is the team. Like I would love for you guys to just, you know, be in touch throughout this process of engagement leading up to the wedding day and kind of making sure you guys are on the same page throughout as timeline things change and all of that. 100% love that. Yeah, that's great. So with that, why do you feel like Do you have any other points to add to that with like communication being key as a team of vendors so that the day can run smoothly for brides and grooms when they're planning their day? Yes, definitely. Communication is the most key uh, part of it all. And one thing that I I like to do or I try to do before the wedding starts is um, either email or send a text to the photographer and just introduce myself, especially if I haven't either talked to them in a long time or if I've never talked to them at all. Be like, hey, like, uh, my name is Zane. I'm the videographer for so-and-so's wedding. And I just wanted to just text you and make, you know, let you know who I am and I'm excited to work with you. I'd love to work as a team. I don't want to get in your way. And um, I'm here to answer any questions you have. And on the wedding day, like where I place tripods or whatnot, we can kind of talk about that then. But I want to support you fully. And so that you can do a fantastic job. And, you know, I'll even throw it out there, too. Like, even if you need a little hand with carrying some stuff or, you know, uh, whatever. Like, I'm I'm happy to lend a hand to help you. And I think that that upfront communication um, has helped me uh, instantly have a relationship with that photographer. Like, when I first meet them, they're like, oh, okay. You know, that's this guy who's, like, willing to help out. Like, he's he's nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think think that that communication goes, like, a really long way. It does. Yeah, it does. Sure. yeah, I love it when videographers do that. Like, I think it's so sweet. And like Julia said, a lot of times, sometimes the videographer, it's nice when the videographer is the one to reach out versus the other way around, because sometimes for my clients, they'll add on a videographer last minute. And I don't even know that there's a videographer sometimes until I show up. So mm-hmm. to have the videographer make the initiative on that, I think is really always so nice. And I'm always like very impressed when I get an email or a text from a videographer introducing themselves and saying, Hey, we're going to be on a team together. Like for this wedding, just wanted to introduce myself. Here's my number in case you need anything. I just always think that goes a long way. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I even remember like us when we first started shooting together, when you did that and we introduced ourselves, uh, maybe over text or email and um, just kind of like learned a little bit about how each other works. And I know as a photographer, that makes me feel so much more comfortable going into the day because I feel like, um, again, like I'm just working with a good team here. We're all on the same page trying to, we're, we have the same end goal here, trying to make them or allow them to just have the best experience possible and capture all the great footage and everything. Um, so I think I just, I love that. Another thing I started doing as a photographer um, in my little questionnaire that I send out to my brides, I will put in there, are you working with a videographer? And I'll have them add all of your um, like socials and everything in there. So that way I know who I'm working with up front. 
And if I don't hear from that videographer, then I can go out and reach out to them and introduce myself. So I think that that's been really helpful for me. And also it's fun because then we can connect on social media after the wedding day and tag each other and follow each other and um, hopefully get to work together again in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think the like the sleeper of this whole thing, if you will, is that by I feel like having that communication and like building that relationship, um, you kind of set yourself up for almost having like a a whole better day. Like like mm-hmm. I, the photographers that I kind of have like connected with beforehand, and uh, especially when I've worked with them a second time after a positive first experience, it almost kind of feels like you're hanging out with like another creative friend. And that makes exactly. like that makes like maybe potential stressful moments or behind the schedule or whatnot. It kind of just makes it fade away a little bit because you kind of almost feel like you're with you're not fully surrounded by strangers, people you don't know, but you're working kind of alongside almost like a colleague. Um, and that's like one of my favorite things. Uh, like like when I work with Julia, it kind of feels like I'm just hanging out with a friend and we're just mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like a good time. Yeah, um, and, and these think, are like stressful. Yeah you know, high pressure environment sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely sometimes. And uh, that can just make all the difference between like the end of the day, you're like feeling exhausted and drained versus feeling like, you know, like it had some funny moments, but I had a friend to kind of share in all those moments with. So then you get some funny stories and you just build rapport with each other. Love it. So what are some things that um, videographers, if if they're listening to this episode, what are some things that they could work on to help make the day run smoother? So I guess videographers that are, um, you know, trying to work with new photographers and stuff like that. Yes. So for any videographers listening, to make the day run smoother, obviously, besides the things we've talked about, communicating mm-hmm. beforehand, kind of connecting, um, even on the wedding day, before everything gets uh, crazy, trying to just find them and uh, introduce yourself again in person. Besides that stuff, I think um, finding out kind of like what is on the photographer's mind, what they're thinking about, what they are wanting to do next, or how the flow of what they... I do feel like photographers, this isn't always the case, but I do feel like they have a little bit more of a handle on like some planning and details, because I do feel like... Um, couples and maybe you guys can speak to this kind of look to photographers for a little extra assistance with like maybe a basic timeline or certain things especially for elopements maybe where there's not necessarily a a planner or a coordinator and so um like i feel like video i'm never really asked those questions if anything i have to say hey by the way if you're doing um like a little session like after your ceremony maybe add 15 more minutes on for me so I can get some shots throughout it all or take, you know, five, 10 minutes. We got to back up so I can get a drone shot of you guys so that we're not in it. And that just takes time. And if that's not factored in into that kind of like timeline, then you can kind of get forgotten. But that, uh, all that to say is I think being able to talk to the photographer about kind of what those plans are and what those things are to help run smooth uh, as another practical thing, I think, is being aware, like as a videographer, is being aware of where your tripods are. So I, it is like a dance. I do feel like photo and video is a dance. It's like a dance True. of where you are, your placement, where all the cameras are and everything. True. Like the, the photographer is being aware of maybe where the tripods are. Um, True. The videographer is being aware of where the photographer is. Like I think um, it's helpful actually for the, the two to stick together because whenever mm-hmm. you end up drifting away too far from each other and then you're on opposite sides, like let's mm-hmm. say the ceremony, all of a sudden you're in the background of each other's shots. So you kind of both are kind right. of losing out in that sense. So it's almost helpful to kind of stick a little bit closer together. This is also goes the same for second shooters. I was realizing, okay, like if you have a photographer, they have a second, you have a video and he has a second and or an assistant, like, kind of keeping the dance as you will of everybody in kind of like in decent in good spots and so i think even communicating some of those things just to help take the the ease and burden off of everybody um Mm -hmm. and i think ultimately just being as helpful as you can if you're somebody who's more experienced then i think you can have some wisdom onto how the whole day goes and be able to kind of speak to that and I, i always like helping out too so like if it 
if I do have an extra moment or a hand and I can help move something or be there um, or mm-hmm. even get food for them if there's a, a lull. There are different moments definitely during a wedding day where photo is more important and needs to be on it and video can kind of take a back seat. And then there are mm-hmm. moments where like video needs to be on it and photo can take a back seat. Um, one of those moments I was thinking about was during the ceremony, the most critical part for a videographer is when they're giving their like vows to each other and, and that final moment, which is important for, for both. But mm-hmm. I do think photo maybe doesn't translate as well in the moment when they're speaking their vows. Like for sure, there's definitely Absolutely. images yeah. to get. But yeah. the importance of like video getting that is monumental. And so I think even as a videographer, I can communicate to the photographer like, hey, like if you need to get in front of my tripod, that's totally fine. But just for that moment when they're giving vows to each other, like yeah. that moment is like the most critical moment. So uh, being aware like that one mm-hmm. time. But otherwise, yeah. like I tell them like, hey, like you don't have to duck under my tripod. Like if I mean, if you're going to stand in front of it for like <laughs> 20 seconds, then <laughs> maybe but, but like you can get in front of it, whatever. But just for those vows so, yeah. i don't know it's it, it goes back to a lot of the communication i think and there's probably so much more that comes up uh in the moment but that's kind of what i well, snapshot of it well you, yeah you made a good point even just talking about communication like day of because we talked about like quite a bit like communication before the day of and kind of setting expectations but i think that there's so much that just happens in the day, like in real time that you like don't even think to communicate like beforehand, but it's Mm -hmm. just important to keep that communication going between the vendors. This is not really necessarily something the bride needs to worry about. It's just more towards like if you're a photographer or a videographer, just be communicating to each other because at the end of the day, like we all want the same thing. We all are working towards the same goal here is like to make this day really special for this couple to allow it to run as smoothly as possible and we want to get the shots that we want in order to make the clients happy. So um, just realizing that you're on the same team, I think if you go into it like that way and just communicate as much as you can throughout the day, like, okay, this is what my setup is going to be for the ceremony. Are you, are you okay with that? Like, it, just so you know, for the vows, like you're saying, like, I'm going to, I really need to get that. So just try not to cover those cameras, at least especially during that time. Like communicating those things day of is going to be really important as well because, as a photographer, you're just thinking about the shots that you need. And as a videographer, mm-hmm. you're just thinking about the shots you need. But there's like that dance of like, okay, now we're a team. I, I have to be kind of thinking about what they need as well, not just what I need. Because like I said, we're all on the same team at the end of the day. We're, our clients are the same. Like we want the same thing. So it's just being like mindful, I would say, about that. But sometimes you need reminders to be mindful. And that's just – that's where the communication comes in, I think. So even communicating during the day, I think, is just really important as well, like you had said. Um, Switching gears a little bit, for somebody looking to get into videography. So now we're going to speak directly to the creatives who are listening into this episode. If you are interested in getting into videography – Um, whether you want to go full time with it, that you've already kind of had experience or you really don't have much experience at all, but you're just interested in that field and kind of going, taking that jump into like weddings, um, which I know that you do more than just weddings, but I think a lot of our clientele um, who follows us knows us as wedding photographers. So that's kind of like the main niche that I'm just thinking of. But Mm -hmm. what would your advice be to somebody who is wanting to kind of go that route into videography and maybe go full time with it? Yes, definitely. Um, I think from a wedding videographer perspective, like the best way to get into it eventually leading into full time is to probably the first thing. And this is kind of how what I did is I found some friends, people who are getting married and I just offered to do it for free. You know, I was at a place where I was really inexperienced. And I just wanted to fly around with my camera and see what I could make. And so everybody eventually knows somebody that's getting married. And, you know, I don't really know very many people who would turn down a free, a free <laughs> wedding film. Uh, and so I did like my first few, I think, wedding films for free to maybe like the a minuscule amount. And those were like really important for me because I was able to get some really solid experience like for one and maybe a lot of uh, your audience knows like the very first time you're doing a wedding like the very first one it feels like wow I'm not sitting down this feels weird everybody's looking at me maybe <laughs> like it's just <laughs> kind of weird it's almost like a stage fright kind of a thing like and I think you you got to get a few chops in like before you can iron that out 
um, which is, it's kind of funny, but that's like an important step, I think, is just getting getting yourself out there, getting some experience, putting yourself out there so that you can kind of build a portfolio. And it, it may take time. And uh, one of those things to help me like make my portfolio good is I, I'm self-taught, so I watched so much YouTube to, <laughs> to get to where I'm at. Like, I'm hundreds of hours of tutorials yeah. and other wedding films for inspiration um, and just all kinds of stuff so that um, even for my very first like free wedding I did, I had like, okay, I got to try this technique out. I got this, I got to make sure I did. I had like a little list like of things and notes and like, okay, just so that I can try to do the best I can. And each one I built upon that. And then I watched more videos and I built upon that. Eventually um, I had a decent enough portfolio where uh, some people that were aware that I was doing this, I think word of mouth was a big start for me. Um, like we're like hey that guy does does wedding films like i know he just started out and so eventually the word of mouth brought me this job and then it brought me that job and all of a sudden i was like wow like i think i i think i should raise my price you know i think 500 bucks is not cutting it (laughs) um, (laughs) we've all been there (laughs) yes we can relate (laughs) yeah and so um kind of throwing yourself out there um and just it, it kind of is a passion thing because you're passionate. You'll put yourself out there. You'll watch tutorials. You'll you'll kind of learn about it. I, I would say it's a lot of fun, um, and I'm sure for, photography is a lot of fun too. I mean, I I do that too, but just not for weddings. And um, and so just having fun and like not. I think the the critical thing for like a video perspective is people will um, wait until like they have either the perfect camera or they have the skill set. And honestly. That's the wrong way to look at it. You got to fail a few times before you get good. And so um, really just, yeah, putting yourself out there. Eventually, obviously, to get that won't get you into full time. Eventually, to go full time, you know, I made a website. I had enough in happening over years of, of working on this where um, people just started finding out or, I, you know, on my Instagram, I kind of boosted that and my, and my other socials. And eventually, all of a sudden, you know, there's a steady stream of people asking for elopements and weddings. And that's essentially around the time I was like, you know, I should quit my my HVAC air conditioning job and go full time, you know, doing uh, doing uh, wedding films and everything, which makes up for more than half of my my work, too, even though I do branch into other industries of, of filmmaking. And so that's kind of what works for me. And, and what I would recommend other people is to. Um, to really put themselves out there and film stuff and get good and yeah. Yes, I think as a photographer, I know I can definitely relate with my start and just doing free shoots and putting myself out there and watching a million YouTube videos and all of that. <laughs> um, but I also think that goes to say that like it's it's it makes all the difference in the world if you're doing something that you're passionate about. And we didn't start this career as like something that we wanted to do to make money or anything like that. Like it was something that we were passionate about and it turned into a career and we're so blessed that we get to do what we love every day. And I think that that's so awesome. And I love that you feel the same way. Um, But I just kind of switching gears again, I think it's, it's so cool how right now I'm sure this is great for you, Zane. But social media is taking a full turn and it is really just heavy on the video side right now. I think they're just pushing out video content. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm not sure if that helps you at all when you're trying to um, share your work on there. And I'd also love to hear a little bit about um, just like what is the best way to share your videos on social media to grow your business. And yes, I'd love to hear all of that good stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny, um, in a, in a sad sort of a way, because it obviously like, I kind of miss like the old Instagram where it was like a lot more photography focused. And honestly, I, I, I love photography. Like I, I like, you know, I had my grid looking cool and it was like, I had, I just love taking photos and posting that and videos too, but you know, here and there a little bit in a different kind of a way. But now with the whole shift towards video, it's like the whole game is, is so different. And it, it is ironic in a way, like it kind of is helpful to me, but partially just because I'm already 
like aware of how to make all this kind of stuff that uh, can work really well just from like at least an editing background and like filmmaking and like getting when it comes to audio and pacing and storytelling um, like all of that is now a little bit more like oh you can actually make stuff that can go a lot further now and it's a lot easier for you because you've already been doing this for years you know even since when things were a little bit more photo centric and so that has been helpful, though I, I will admit, to be honest, I've been a little bit lousier with my personal social media just because I've been <laughs> just been booked up the wazoo at this point with all kinds of stuff. And so I haven't like been hyper focused on it, but I know some other video creators that are absolutely killing it. And I think the at least right now in January of uh, 2023, like r reels and vertical content is like all the all the rage and it has the most like bang for your buck in a sense because you can have like a vertical video whether it's like a micro content or something even I, I know some wedding photographers are even taking their photos and like turning them into like video reels with music and or just certain sorts of things and those things are actually really cool and effective too like a like a use of that but you can put this not only on instagram reels but you have youtube shorts not and you have TikTok, and you have like the i think the facebook stories or and even like there's even more than that so there's a, a whole lot of mileage you can get out of vertical video content um, because it's being so heavily pushed right now. And I think you can take advantage of that. It, you Honestly, like uh, photo and video are, are two sides of like the same coin. And it does take a little bit uh, of work to flip that coin and get a good understanding of the other side, but you're already a part of that. And so like for all the photographers that want to get into it and you, know, you already have the Adobe Creative Suite, it's really not going to be very hard for you to get a little basic understanding of how to make some video content in like Adobe Premiere Pro or something like that to really boost um, your socials or any other sort of thing that you want to use video for. Um, and so there's a lot of really great opportunities today to use that. Um, and I am, you know, I'm certainly right in the middle of it, which is awesome. Is there like a really good example of using that you've seen done well of somebody using like how everything is like so heavy on promoting video right now between Instagram and TikTok and all the things. Is there is there an example of something that you've seen done really well from people who aren't videographers who like don't have the like amazing video content, but they're still doing they're still like pumping things out via video just because they're almost like being forced to right now with just how heavy reels are being pushed and like my whole instagram feed right now is like literally reels they're not photos anymore 100%. so have you seen an example of that do you know what i'm trying to say i think so like from a non-videographer perspective there is um this trend right now and actually this trend goes back and forth it's basically the trend is like where people want to absorb more authentic videos that aren't necessarily highly produced like years ago um having something like in Instagram's like heyday and for the first several years, maybe a little bit more than that, like you rarely saw like really highly produced videos on there. Like they looked really nice and, you know, and so those were like, oh, they're so amazing. So eye catching. Now there's almost so many people that are capable of doing that. Um, right. Or at least other video creator, content creators are so highlighted now that almost finding like somebody who isn't, isn't flashy, isn't like yeah. crazy effects or something, but they're just authentic and they're themselves. Sometimes that does uh, quite even better because of just yeah. um, how that resonates with a younger audience. And so from people who are non-videographers, I think like you have your iPhone, you want to talk to them about something, you're doing a behind the scenes and you're just being your authentic self. You're not putting on a show for social media. It's not all like, doesn't seem like you're just trying too hard to show it with effects or sorts of things or, you know, I think that is what I have seen that has done really well with an audience. Um, and it, it builds like a, a, a better kind of community and fans because it's also usually based on authenticity. Um, yes. So I've kind of seen that in a couple different circles. Yeah. I totally agree. And I wasn't even thinking of that example until you just said it, but I totally agree. And I don't even know what I was thinking of, like what example, but that's what I was trying to say. Like, if you aren't able to, or you don't want to, or you don't have time to, or whatever, fill in the blank of whatever it is, you can't like be pumping out daily video content that's like very high produced. Like, how can you still take advantage of that by, but still use video? And I think what you're saying is like such a good example. 
that literally anybody can do. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that inspires somebody to just take that away from this episode of like, you can still, you can still kind of ride the wave of what social media is doing right now. I mean, we can't really help like what's being pushed out and what's not. So you kind of just have to get on the train or not, (laughs) but, but you don't have to like have the like such high stakes for yourself or like put so much pressure on yourself to have these like high produced videos with every single reel, every single TikTok. Like I do think the authenticity of things is definitely what people are craving now more than ever. And that's what they like. And I do feel like that content does really well. So I totally agree with you. Thanks for that example. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think if, I think anybody should do that. Like if you're going to leave this podcast with some action items, like no matter really who you are, just even just try it. Just try filming some authentic stuff. It does take time. Some people can struggle to be on camera, even even us who are always holding a camera. Sure. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. just kind of, yeah, I mean, maybe sometimes especially us. We're like, uh. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So um, just uh, filming some just authentic, easy stuff, whether behind the scenes stuff. It can just be stuff you even throw on like a story or whatnot, but just get some practice in and just try some stuff out. You might end up liking that more than what you might have thought you needed to have for yourself. Mm, mm -hmm. So true. Such good advice. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Speaking of socials, I'd love for you to share where everybody can find you, all of your social media and your website. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at zapsizzle. That's Z-A-P sizzle. I don't know. That's a name I made when I was like a teenager, but it stuck. <laughs> and now people call that as like my it. first name sometimes. <laughs> I um, love it. Yeah. And um, you can uh, you can also see a lot of my work on my website, which is www.zanepersad.com. That's uh, Z-A-N-E-P-E-R-S-A-U-D. And I also have a YouTube channel, which I'm always uh, failing to consistently upload on, but I'm trying to show some more stuff from like a videographer's perspective and i have a bunch of my wedding films on there as well that's also Mm. uh at zap sizzle on youtube so yeah that's where you can find me say hi if you want thank you that's amazing thank Thank you so much for sharing and coming on today and i'm so excited to work with you in this new year (laughs) yeah it's gonna be really great yes thank you thanks zane yeah thanks guys glad to be on All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. We hope you love this conversation with Zane as much as we did. And if you did, go ahead and rate this podcast five stars and maybe even leave a little review if you're feeling a little generous. Hop on over to EquippedCreatives.com for more free education. And of course, all of our show notes for all of our podcast episodes can be found there as well. Also, if you're not already following our Instagram, it's at Equipped Creatives. We would love to uh, just be friends over there on Instagram. So go ahead and give us a follow and send us a message. Say hi. You can stay up to date with all things going on with Equipped Creatives over on our Instagram. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Equipped Creatives podcast. For more education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com.